0: This is Vernon Jacobs, Senior Pastor of the Embassy Church. I want to thank you for engaging with us through this podcast. May it build your faith and strengthen your walk and cause you to reach the rooftop in Christian living. Don't forget to aim high and never give up. Let's go now straight into this word. It's all of the sounds and the voices that you are hearing in, in the war. And I'm gonna I was teaching on Witness Day about the war between Israel and and Gaza, the Gaza Strip and all of that. In as much as it's a war that's taking place on the earth, it's a sound that's resounding to us. It's a warning sign. And so I'm not gonna speak so much about the, the the war by per se, but I want to bring to you what does that mean to your life? I feel like I'm in Noah in Genesis 7 this morning. Do you know what Noah in Genesis 7? Remember this. Go read your Bible. Noah says in Genesis 7, God says to him, There's coming a flood. And for 40 days it's going to rain. I want you to tell the people that every creature is going to be wiped out unless they come into the ark the people said the ark made of go forward what is this can you imagine seeing this the strange object and they laughed at him and they didn't heed his warning and the time came Go and read your bible in genesis chapter 7. they didn't take heed to the voice they thought he's a madman and some of you will think that i'm a madman this morning That you don't know what you're saying, but you look for me. You look for the recordings on YouTube. You look for this. If you don't pay attention and you don't eat the warning, then, like those people, the door will shut and you will be left behind please this morning pay attention to what i have to say so the voice of israel's war and the sound of the of the, the of the of the rockets is not for you to get all uh, worried about that it's to say god what are you saying because this is a clarion sign i'm going to show you in the bible that this is a prophetic voice it's a trumpet that's blowing and the church must listen to it, get the message. Don't worry about what CNN is saying and start to argue about uh, the, uh, uh, who's right and who's wrong. You ask yourself, what is, what is the Noahic voice through CNN to me? Is that all right? So know it and to hear it is not good enough. They, they knew what Noah was saying They heard what Noah was saying, but they didn't do what Noah said. You can hear the guns. You can see what's going on. But if you bury your head like an ostrich in the sand and you can't discern the times, that bomb's going to fall on you too and you're going to lose out. I'm getting ready to tell you that Jesus said... I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. He's talking about you. That no matter what happens, there's a ark that's prepared for you. He said, I will build my church. And so Matthew 24 says, when you see all of these things happening, calm down. It says, one version says, calm down. Don't be afraid. Listen to me, church, because this thing is to prepare you, not to kill you. Calm down. But you have to pay attention to what Noah is saying. Noah was the pastor in the Old Testament. God said, I'll give you shepherds. We are living in the New Testament. I want to tell you that there's, there's two types of covenants, Old Testament, Covenant. Old Testament spoke mostly to the Jews. New Testament speaks mostly to the church, and that's me. I want you to understand that before you take your seats, say, the church, I am the church. Speak to yourself and say, "Hi, that's me. I'm the church. I'm the New Testament church. I am the New Testament portal. I am the New Testament son. I'm getting ready to teach you this morning. Not preach to you. So before I let you sit, It's not so much that you understand the end times. It's not so much that you understand the chronology Of the calendar of God doesn't matter even if you don't understand the end times but are you ready for the event that's what's important am I ready for the event I don't have the intellect to understand uh, and have a memory for the chronology. I don't understand rapture. I don't understand tribulation. I don't understand when I open the book of Je- Revelation. I can't understand this. There's so many trumpets and there's so many seals, but there's one thing you need to understand this morning. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the, that's all that you must ask. If you're a mother and a father, and your children are not here I incite you To take this message And get them ready Because as I said It's going to be very sad And I know how, how you love your children Imagine the rapture takes place And and you going up And you seeing your children Left behind You're joking Your heart will bleed Your heart will, will break I was going to use the word bust it will open up when your children are left behind and, and you've been caught you won't run for your ferrari you won't run for all those things that you are working so hard for insignificantly those things are, are nice to have but it's not necessary for the we're in the rapture i'm going to talk about signposts this morning take your seats You, you can forget all the messages that I have, have ever taught you. Don't forget this one. Is that alright? Amen. The Bible speaks about types and shadows. Colossians 2.17 says, Which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is Christ. Now, the Old Testament has a lot of stories, has a lot of prophetic voices and that's like a shadow of what was to come i say what was to come because we are not in the in the old testament we are now in the new testament when you open the new testament you'll see the the shadow of that old that old testament story becoming real for example jonah may be seen, if you didn't understand what Jonah was then, but when you look at it in the New Testament, Jonah will be seen as a type of Christ that was swallowed by the, by the whale or the fish. He was kept inside the fish's belly for three days, and then he was spewed out. Jonah was dead, and uh, then it was a type that's saying that Jesus Christ will go into the tomb, But he will be released from that tomb. So he appears thus out of death. Jesus Christ appears out of death. Uh, In prophecy they speak in in types and shadows. Are we together? Joshua will take the, the chosen people. He'll take the Israelites into a land that is promised. Into Canaan's land. Joshua represents in the New Testament Jesus who will take the chosen people into the kingdom of God. So there are prophetic types in the Bible and if you're going to read carefully you after the church is gone, the church is going the, 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 the new church that is comes after that, they're going to read it and say, wow, that's what it meant. And, and, and it's already taken place. And that's why I charge you this morning to pay careful attention because I don't want you to be the church after this church. We're closing up all transactions, we're gonna cash the cash books, we're gonna balance everything. This church embassy, there's gonna be nobody left behind. Yes. Now, let let me let me teach you this. Are you ready to be taught? Understand, and I talked about it on Wednesday, but understand the switch. Understand the switch. There's two sons. There's there's the pattern of two sons all through the Bible. Starting with Adam. God will give Adam the earth. Adam will mess up and uh, give himself to sin. And then to redeem him from that sin... God will send Jesus Christ. We find it in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. So also it is written that the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last, Adam, became a life-giving spirit. What God gave to Adam, Adam rejected it, and Christ came to redeem it. God's first son messed up, He has to send his second begotten son, two sons. We read the story of Esau and Jacob. Esau being the eldest, he comes out first, he's he's, he's one of twins, but he comes out first and Jacob is holding on to his his, uh, leg, comes out second, he's the second born. And I spoke to us on on Wednesday and I showed you how Jacob stole the birthright of Esau. And with the help of the mother, the second son receives the benefits of the first son. So Jacob receives the birthright that belonged to Esau. Esau by right had it. But he gives it up, and the birthright goes to Jacob. We see this happening again when Joseph brings his son. His eldest son is Manasseh. Come here, sir. That's Manasseh. And he puts him in front of, can you just bow down? Yes, okay. And, and, and he tells his father, put your right hand on Manasseh and give him the, the blessing because he's, he's the firstborn. He's the son of choice. He's the son of choice. Put your hand on him. And then he also brings Ephraim and he says, bless Ephraim as well. And put your, come stand on the side. Sorry, um, yes. All right. Put your left hand on the small boy put your right hand on the eldest boy but jacob does this he takes manasseh's blessing and he puts it on ephraim and he takes ephraim's blessing and he puts it on manasseh and he crosses the his hands and he crosses the blessing the first Love of God is Israel. He walks through, all through the Bible with Israel. He himself can choose any family to be born into. He chooses to come through Mary's womb, a Jewish woman. He could be in any place, but he comes to the Jewish land. So God loves the the Jewish nation. And so God, thank you. You can. And so God, in John chapter one verse eleven, God sends His Son first to the to the Jewish. He sends them in into the Jew. He says, "I'm sending my Son, my only begotten Son, to the Jewish nation." Please pay attention. John 1, 11 says, "Watch the screen." He came to his own. And his own did not receive him. He came to his first son. He came in the New Testament now. He's coming to Israel. And Israel does not receive him. Thank God. Because that made a way for the Gentiles. That's the crossing of the hand. That's instead of Esau getting the blessing, Jacob gets the blessing. Instead of Manasseh getting the blessing, Ephraim gets the blessing. Instead of the Jews receiving him, we do. So he came to his own. Please pay careful attention. You can mark it in your Bibles, John 1, 11. He came to his own and his own did not receive him, but to all who did receive him. Say, that's me. That's me. That's you. We received him. You must receive him. As long as you receive him, now listen to me, this is very important. As long as you receive him, you're gonna be safe. Amen. Just back up one slide for me. I want to go to the to what when when I think this is very important when Jacob is releasing the blessing. The Bakorah. Somebody say Bakorah. Say the Bakorah. This is what Jacob says when he puts his hands on Isaac. Sorry, when, this is what Isaac says when he puts his hands on Jacob. And I want you to know that Jacob's name later becomes Israel. This is the blessing on Israel. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Genesis 27, 28, 29. This is the blessing on Israel. And Isaac speaks a blessing. I told you on Wednesday, but in case you were not here, a blessing can only be a blessing by declaration. A blessing can remain inside of me. But if I don't declare it, you will never receive the blessing. Fathers, listen to me. You have to speak the blessing unto your children. Before you die... That, that's, that's significant because you can carry the blessing, but if you don't release it, it's, it's never going to be released. So let me say again, blessings are declarative. As much as curses are too, I can release a curse on this church. No, I'm, I, I, if I stand on the altar and I curse you long enough, hard enough, the spiritual realm will back me up. That, that curse will come... That's why it's my, that's why God said to Moses to tell Aaron to speak to the number 626. Speak, he said, and, and not even Moses could speak it because he didn't have the rod of the priesthood. Aaron was the priest. Moses was the leader, but Aaron was the priest. He said, tell Aaron, say to the people, God bless you. God keep you. God will make his face to shine upon you. God will lift up his countenance towards your face. You see? So, declaration is, uh, uh, blessing is by declaration. Say that. Blessing is is by declaration. Isaac blesses Jacob, who later becomes Israel. But I want you to remember this. Israel is a blessed nation by the declaration of God. You want to see it? Right. <clears throat> this is Isaac blessing Israel with the words May God give you heaven's dew and of the earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May the nations serve you and the peoples bow down to you. On Sunday, when Israel declared war, the greatest superpower, which is America, presently commanded, there was a command that all ships, all naval battleships, planes, all move towards Israel. And they all will come and surround her and give her back in. Not to fight her a battle, but to say the others, Stand down. This is, a, this is a local war, but internationally we back you. Where is that spirit coming from? Where is the backing coming from? May nations serve you. Isaac spoke it. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. May nations be Lord over your brothers. He says to him, Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and may those who bless you be blessed. I'm not taking sides but the scripture says those who bless him will be blessed. I want to at this juncture just put this in your spirit if, you, if you're if intellectual enough and I know you are. That Israel is more a person than a land. I want to put it in your spirit this morning that Israel is more a people than a state. So Don't get too too interested in the state of Israel. Become more interested in the Bible Israel. Bible Israel. Israel is a son. Say that with me. Israel is a son. Israel is not the land. Israel is the, the people of God. Pay attention. Israel is who? Israel is the son. Israel is like an Ephraim. Israel is like an Esau. And you give up your birthright. And somebody else will take it. He came to his own. But his own received him not. And then he comes to all who will believe in him. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, should not do what? Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Are we going to die at the coming of Jesus? Is he going to save you only to kill you? No. No. Stay with me. So we enter now. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But to all who did receive him. To those who believed in his name. He gave them the right to become. You gave up your right. You don't want to call him Abba. There are some others that want to say. I belong to you I want you to see that this morning That they are giving up their right That's their birthright to have him as their God And to call him father But they're saying he's not our Messiah And this Messiah is saying Well, I'll be whomever wants to make me their Messiah. I'll make them the sons of God. It's very important this morning to understand that you, that the church age begins at the advent, at the coming of Jesus Christ. What they rejected as the cornerstone. Has become the chief stone. They, they they threw away that brick. But that's the brick that's holding the whole building together. I don't have enough time to take you through. But in building they taught me. That the cornerstone is very. The cornerstone. They, they You can't just build it. Unt- it's got to be into. It locks the building. The cornerstone gives it strength. And what they rejected. As a stone. Has become the chief cornerstone. At this stage, at the advent of Christ, at the coming of Jesus Christ, at the beginning of the New Testament, the sons of God, that's you and I. We receive him and we are called children of the Most High God. It's important for you to get this, ladies and gentlemen, because... In this whole history of what I'm gonna show you, there is, here it comes, there is last days and there is end times. Pay attention. There is last days and there is end times. The last days is for the church age, the end times. Is for that Jewish son. The Jewish people. For Israel. There is a thing. There's there's types in the Bible. And it's called the rapture. Is for the church. After the church is gone. Then comes the tribulation. For the Jewish people. Well, you'll have to go and study this, but let's let's take it. The last days, the last day for the church, the last day of the church on the earth will become the first day of, of tribulation. We'll, we'll be inside of the, the tribulation, but there's a pro- prophetic pause to that tribulation. And let, me, let me ask you. And I see my, my maths teacher. They taught us well. So you remember, you used to draw two circles, and inside those two circles, you made them to they called you used to call it the intersecting point. And I remember on the board you used to like draw some lines there, the two circles, and and the, where the two circles meet, there's a there's a kind of a what was that 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 the semi the centre of that circle. That, that's it. Thank you. See why I need you in my life. I wasn't too good. That's why I forgot it. <laughs> the, intersecting of the, the intersection of that point, the intersection will be the prophetic pause. Now, at some time, as this, this whole thing begins, last days, end times. It's, it's those two circles becoming three circles, the intersection. Uh, there is, that, there is that, that medium there. But for those of you that get scared, prophecy is not to scare you. Prophecy is to prepare you. I say again, prophecy is not to scare you. Prophecy is to prepare you. For those of you that remain scared, know your salvation is based on Jesus Christ. Again, I say to you, he said to Peter, you are Peter and upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. For those of you that are, that are scared, how are we going to make it? If you are saturated in the church age and if you are strong in the church age, the gates of hell are not going to. It's important this is very important pay attention so there's this thing called the last day the church (coughs) was born in chapter 2 was born at Pentecost and the church will end at rapture let me say that again the church is born in Pentecost Come and stand here, sir. And be my middle line. So we're born in Pentecost. And we are, the church age moves closer and closer and closer to the rapture. There's the middle line. There will be signs, Matthew 24 will tell you each day that you are drawing closer to this event. But if you are, let's say, a Jewish person and you are standing there, after the rapture is going to be poured forth even more wrath and the Jews are going to say, my God, what happened here? And there's going to be even the the battle of Armageddon, the boiling oil and all of those things. It's not for the church age. So, there's Pentecost. Come stand here, Brenton. We got saved. Jesus, the advent, Jesus came. And now we are, we are in the church age. Where the spirit of God at Pentecost is poured forth. And there's such liberty, the graces, the grace of God. We are living in a, whenever you call an age in the Bible, Bible students will tell you, it's dispensations. The age or the dispensation of grace. The dispensation of grace and, and you like it because you go dollar with the devil, you come back, and, and yeah, you carry on. One day, like the five virgins, one day when you dala in with the devil and suddenly there's no oil in that lamp while you yeah, yes, you saved, yes, you gave your life to Jesus, yes, but just when you went out to get more oil you'll come back and you say what happened here and the church is gone then what happens to you who was in that freedom of grace and you went out just to have a, a little bit yeah, yeah I'm saved I'm, I'm part of the ten virgins but this five we like to you know how it goes so boring up in that place there. Let's let me just go have some. While you just went to have some fun, and your oil ran out, and these people that are still, they got the oil in their lamps, and they're gone. They're gone. Now what's going to happen is you're going to have to park in the shade a little bit more. Now you're going to have to go through all of that. The first, the sun, that the first sun, the church. He's gone. What was supposed to be his benefit? He rejected it. So now he's going to. So this tribulation, I say, is for the second son. He has to see end times. Are we together? So there's last days and there's end times. In their end times, the church is coming back, and to fight those great battles that to, to rescue this son. But this son, who got caught up, he'll come down with the bride, groom, and he'll come, and we'll be part. We'll come to. There'll be the battle of Armageddon, yeah, but yeah. Are we together? So, so, so there's a correlation between last days and end times. Are we together? Are we clear? Embassy church, are we clear now? Amen. I'm teaching. There's last days and there's end times. If you're standing here and you're looking out there, the, the rabbis and all of them will be teaching last days and end times. If you're standing here, last days are over. This is now you're living in end times. Please be, be are we clear? So you are you are now living in last days of the end times. There'll come a day when the church is gone and you'll say, Whoo, we're living in. Please pay attention, those of you that are left behind, when I'm gone. You will come back and you'll say, now, don't say last days because the pastor told us we were living in the last days. You didn't pay attention. Now you're living in end times. End times, dog eat dog. End times. I don't know how you're going to make, I don't even want to think about it because there's no measure of grace. There's no Holy Spirit. There's no voice. Wickedness is going to when the church is gone. Wickedness, mothers will eat their children. It's going to be like a, you, you know you see these movies <coughs> with zombies. I wonder where do they get that 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 old idea? But there's something demons put in their spirit. To tell them that's how it's going to be. You are going to run. You are going to be in trouble. You are going to look for places. They are going to want to drink your blood. Eat your head bust. You know how you eat the sheep brain. (laughs) Yeah, that's a. You know how you eat trotters? Yes. They're gonna gonna. It's gonna be hell on earth. And yet the time is not over. Somebody say last days. days. So I want to just tell, I'm not going to preach out in that zone. I want to just preach here. Is that all right? Are we together this morning? Are we doing in the back? You're scared? Good. (laughs) Take your seat. Let me just prove the point. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. (coughs) Catch it. Take a picture. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. I preached this at the funeral yesterday. Then we who are alive, that are left, shall be together with them, shall together with them, Be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I remember in Sunday school, they used to teach us a song. There's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, meet you over there. In the, you don't know, no? You know that song? There's going to be a meeting in the air. And all those that believed, all of those that became the children of God, if you're still alive, you are going to be caught up in the clouds of glory. If you died in Christ, your graves will give up that body. And that body will, will have a resurrection, re- resurrected body. You can go and read it in the Bible. And we'll all be caught up in the clouds of glory. It's called the rapture. The spirit of God will swoop down for its own sons. Those that said yes. That that believed in God. Those that are alive. I tell you what. If right now the rapture takes place. All of us will just. Shh, shh. Some of you need to lose some weight. Because they're going to park you. They say we're coming back for you. Because you're making this thing a bit too heavy. So, so. You'll have a new body. <laughs> let's let's contest that now. Because remember when Jesus came to Thomas, he said, See my hands, it's got the nail pierce. Yeah. The resurrected body will will have a translucent body, but you'll have your same kind of signature. We'll we'll recognize you. It's not going to be like you went to a beauty therapist and they did a Botox on you. They tucked in your face and and all all those things that you... No, sir, you're joking. But do you want to know what you look like in the next phase? Do you want to know? If you pass the age of 33... Go get a photograph of when you were 33. That's how you will look. If you come into 33, then wait a minute. But everybody will look like they're 33. Because Jesus was 33. When <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Are you getting something? Now there's, there's a proof. I don't know Brenton, he likes this eschatology stuff, right? How oh, am I doing all right? Good. <laughs> After the last days of the church ending in rapture, begins the end times of the Jews, which is tribulation. All right. Revelation 3.10, let's support this. And let me, let me say for all the Bible students, please pay, pay attention. After Revelations 3, you don't see the church present. After Revelations 3, you will see the second son being spoken to and the descriptions of things to come. But the church evaporates in Revelations chapter 3. So, Revelations 3.10 says, Since you have kept my commandment to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the old world to test the inhabitants of the earth. Please bank Revelations 3.10. Since you have kept my commandment to endure patiently, that means you didn't go Dala year, Dala Bavira there, Pampira here. You stood the test of time. Since you have waited patiently and you stood in the spirit, you never gave up the faith. Uh, you held on to Jesus. Uh, hold, on to Jesus. Bamba, Lela, hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on to Jesus. Yeah, you bambalela. you hold on to Jesus, and Revelations three ten is saying to you. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial. Yes, give God praise. So I tell you today that the church stands on the sure foundation under the rapture of the church. we stand standing on the sure foundation under the rapture of the church. And I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will... Build my church. I will build my church. Ladies and gentlemen, stay as the building of the church. Stay as the brick of the church. Stay as the cement of the church. Don't give up. Now is not the time to grow cold. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Matthew three sixteen. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, we, last days... End times. Say that with me. Last day's, last days, end times. Matthew 24 is for last days. Go and study it. I'm, I'm, I don't have enough time to take you through this. But Matthew 24 will tell you what's going to happen in the last days. There will be wars. Okay, let me read it. Let's. Let's go. Let's find it. Uh, slide 21. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and of rumors of wars. But here it comes. See that you are not alarmed. One version says, calm down. Such things must happen but the end is still to come. The what? The end is still to come. come. But these are what's going to happen in the last days. Please listen carefully. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. I was just thinking of some LGBTQ um, uh, components. I don't know how they're going to interpret birth pains. Then you will be handed over and persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will also appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. Watch this, please. But the one who stands firm... And to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Don't confuse last days with the end as well. Somebody said, no, Jesus is not coming now because the world has not heard about Jesus. Let the rapture take place. It will be on CNN. It will be on BBC. It will be on E News. It will be on, you know, that the rapture has taken place, and those that believed in Jesus, they are gone. Two will be grinding wheat. One will be taken. The other will be why will the other be left behind to tell the story? So and when this story is told to everyone then the end will come so you have the last days and some of you are taking advantage because no oh, me i can puzzle <laughs> because it's not it's not yet you still got some time my cousin is not here uh, 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 he used to be in our church but i used to keep he said a hey, cuz when I feel he's coming, I'll just give my life to Jesus. That same night you come, you save me, you pray for me. But until then, leave me. <laughs> you see, that's why God doesn't give specific imagine if you were told on the thirty thirtieth of October 2023 is the rapture. There's no 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 power in your decision because you will you will you'll make a decision only to make the date that's not how it how it works are we together so that's why jesus said the date i don't even know so so let's let me go back to take it maybe god calling <coughs> let's keep our eyes on the signpost They got it on 32. I'm going to give you two signposts. Okay, Rita. Record it. Pray it for all the doctors in Westville Hospital. Pay attention. Bible prophecy is not intended to scare us, but to prepare us. Are we together? Sit up. The super sign that we are living in the last days. Somebody say last days. And of end times, because remember, the last, the end times begins in that circle, commencing last days. Are we together? The super sign of the last days and the end times is the regathering of the Jewish nation. Remember the sun. God's, the love. Is Zechariah says, the Jewish nation, Israel, is the apple of my eye. Please pay attention. Isaiah 66, verse 8, says, this is prophetic. Who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day? Or a nation be brought forth in a moment. Yet, no sooner is Zion in labor and she gives birth to a child. It's saying in some of you are midwives, the moment the water broke, the moment she went into labor, the child came. Some people who, who, who talk to me, they say, Pastor, pray, the water broke. That child only is born 36 hours later, waiting for the baby. But this scripture says the moment the water breaks the baby is born. Can a nation be born in a day? Watch this. Sit up. On May 14th, 1948 David Ben-Gurion the head of the Jewish agency proclaimed the establishment of the state of Israel. And the then president Harry Truman of America recognized it. America backed it. When this guy stood up and he said, we are a state, this land is our land. Nobody refuted it. And America said, yes, sir, it is. They had 806,000 Jews living in that place at that time. 806,000 Jews. Not a big state, but they said, we are a state. When Ben-Gurion said, we are a state, Harry Truman backed it up and he said, he gave it international status quo. He said, yes, they are a country. Can a nation be born in a day? On 14th of May, 1948, Israel was born. When you see the Jews returning, the scripture says, when you see the Jews returning to Israel, my time is coming it's the it's the signpost of the last day when you see israel come together as a nation then you must know now in in ad of 70 that means 70 years after the birth of jesus in ad 70 and ad 135 israel was split up they they were they were all over the world as a matter of fact, during the Ukraine, when, when, when the war was declared on Ukraine, the airports was full with Jewish people. Full of Jewish people, all booking to go back to Israel. When you see the, Israel, the, the Israelites returning, my time for return is near. In 1948, Gregory, they had 806,000, you can go and Google it, 806,000 people with that 806 less than a million, they became a nation. In March, 2023, they took a census. There is 9.73 million Jews. The Jews are all coming back. So the greatest signpost. That we are living in the last days is when the Jews start to return, and I tell you what: for those of you thinking that you still have time, they returned in nineteen forty-eight. It's gone to be seventy-five years. So, so stand there, son. So, 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 if we were we in the church age, and we in nineteen forty-eight, Israel becomes a nation. 1960, the year I was born, 1981. I <laughs> mean, what, what is happening? The Jews have already, this century, the Jews have already, and the time is coming closer. Any day now, the sky is going to open up and there's going to be a meeting in the air. You're not convinced? Let me tell you one more. Signpost. Anybody want to leave? If you leave now, you'll never make it for the last leaving. (laughs) Like they say, top it up. Okay, watch this. (laughs) Revelation 16, 12. Please pay attention. Look up to the screen. I even found a picture for you. The next signpost that we are close to the coming of Jesus Christ in the rapture. Revelation sixteen twelve gives us some prophetic insight. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. Family of God, listen to me, pay attention. And the water of this great river Euphrates. When we were in school, the teachers taught us about the Tigris Euphrates in the, in the, in the land of Mesopotamia. The cradles of civilization. All of civilization was founded around this area. It was the cradle. They, they said, they, I remember a word. I don't know who taught me history. Uncle Paul, here? Oh, Okay. They used to write on a thing called papyrus, the reed from this, from this great river banks. They used to take that and, and write on, on papyrus. Some of you went past the school, that word doesn't even sound familiar to you. It doesn't. Yes. This is a great, the Tigris flowing into the Euphrates, flowing into Iran and 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 it's it's it was more like a sea if you if you stand there you'll hear the sound and it says when the rapture is going to come take place this great river will dry up ladies and gentlemen this is the euphrates you can if you don't believe me go and google it get enough pictures of what the euphrates looks like it's not even a a a lake, it's not even a river, it's not even a stream. You know why, Rita? It will dry up so that the kings from the east will use that as a road to come towards Israel and attack Israel. They can't fly over. Israel's got the dome, but they'll come through the neighboring lands. They'll come through Iran, and they'll enter. The kings from the east will need a passageway like You remember, the Red Sea had to be dried up for the Israelites to come through. So the entry point for the border has has to dry up. And if you don't believe me, you can do it now, Google it now, and see what is the flow of the great Euphrates River. They say in the next few years, it will be so dry that Iran can't think about what will their source of water be? They are, they, are, they, are, they, they are thinking, in terms of supply chain management, where are we going to get water from? Because you remember, they, they, they do their crops, they're planting along the river banks, and if this water is not flowing. But let's forget about the geography of the land. Let's look at the signpost. I came here to preach to you today. The day you see the Jewish nation, Returning to their Jewish land. And the day you see the Euphrates drying up. Is the coming of Jesus Christ for the son. For his son. He's not coming for the Jewish nation. They'll, they'll fight their battles. And some of you are so concerned about, oh, look at the battles going. They will have to fight their battles. In the end, God will deliver Him, deliver them. They will rise from the north, a great king. And the only place north of Israel, apart from Lebanon, is Russia. It's even mentioned in the book, Rus. Rus, the king of Rus, Russia, will come down like a great hook. Mag and Magog. Mag, Magog. Let's not go, go there. But it's the stage is set up. For the attack of the Israel nation. But when you see that, you must not worry about end times. You need to remember about last days. Are we together? Last days, end times. Okay. If you want more time, maybe you, 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 you like it here and you want to live in end times, you carry on. Neglect the last days and then you really want to be convinced... We leave you for after the rapture. Then you will find that, hey, the pastor. What's the date today? 15th let Let's mark it on on our YouTube. Let's mark this. Those of you that are watching me uh, and maybe want to watch after I'm gone. If you're watching this and I'm gone. God bless you, turn, repent now. I tell you what, I'm already with Jesus, but I'm coming back with Jesus, and I want to see you. Please keep the embassy alight. Please go back into church, worship. (laughs) Everybody stand. Listen to me. I'm not sure how you get up in the morning. Some of you, your, your clocks are so built that you know it's, it's 6 o'clock and, and you've got to report for work at 7 o'clock. I know Rita gets up automatically. She's in a, in a ward. And those of you that are in management, you are very diligent. You don't need a clock to get you up. If you're not in management, you normally set alarm clocks to get you up. If you're not holding a management position, you're not a business owner, you have to set the clocks. And then you hit snooze, snooze, snooze. Yeah, I'm I'm teaching a principle now. But if you hold a significant position, if you're in business, you don't need to set alarm clocks. Your body gets you up, man. And if you know that that that's that's you know what I'm talking about, then you are promotion material. When you don't have to set an alarm to get you up, but you are so conscientious, you you are you arise shine. When the sun rises, you rise even before the sun You have management material in you. You are born to be a leader. I'm i preaching now. I'm offending some of you, but I'm pre- if if if. If, if you don't need an alarm clock to get up for school, you are a good learner. You are intelligent enough. You don't even have to study. You will make those exams. But if alarm clocks must wake you up to learn, then it's a, it's, it's a struggle for you. You're having struggle in school right now. You need God, more God, and more God. <laughs> but there's an alarm clock that we set. And the alarm clock is not to get you up for the appointment. The alarm clock is to get you up in preparation. There's a short space of time. So if you have to be in church, let's say at 7 o'clock, the alarm clock is not set for 7 o'clock. The alarm clock is set for 10 to (laughs) 7. The alarm clock is set for, let's say, what time? Give me a time. 5 o'clock. If it takes you... Two hours, one hour to prepare and one hour to travel. It's the alarm clock is set before time to get you there on time. Uh The alarm clock is not the appointment, it's there to prepare you for the appointment. Ladies and gentlemen, the alarm clock is set and the alarm clock has gone off this morning. For what prepare he the way? The appointment, the day, the time is set. The event, the alarm clock gets you up to ready yourself for the event. This is not the event that's taking place at let's say church starts at 8:30, and this is not the alarm clock that you set for six o'clock yesterday. That time is over. The advent of the church is there. God, the heavens has already made its way, given you the, the Jesus, given you the, the, the time to prepare to receive Him. That's why John the Baptist said, Prepare He the way. All of that is, is done. Now you're going to have to be prepared. How do you prepare for this event, Pastor? What do I have to do to make sure that I'm not left behind? Listen to me, three things. And before I go, okay, let me give you three things. Number one, the Bible says we are all sinners. All have sinned and we've come short of that glory. Now we have to recognize our sin. Oh, I'm a sinner. I can't make it into the presence of a holy God with my sin. I need the blood of Jesus to cover me and give me clothes of righteousness because the garment I wear is sin stained. So I need the robe of righteousness. In order to get the robe of righteousness to put on this robe, I need to acknowledge my sin and repent, turn from my sin. The things I used to do, I do them no more. And I receive this Jesus into my heart. I receive him. How do I receive him? Many things are by declaration and by your words. When you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you say, Jesus, come into my life. I give my life to you. When you give your life to Him, you got to do it by invitation. So I always, as a preacher, remember this in those three C R I, I cry, I confess. I repent and I invite him into my life. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is serious. If in your majestic memory, in your wildest memory, if you can remember when you came to the altar and you said, Jesus, I heard your voice. I confess that I'm a sinner and I repent. And this morning, I invite you into my life. If you have that somewhere in your memory bank, then I tell you what, it's good enough. It's like people say, Pastor, I got baptized in 2011, but I I didn't know what I'm doing then, I want to do it now. No, we can't bury you twice. Even though you don't have an understanding, heaven understands you. It recognizes that that's a symbolic event. But listen to me, in your majestic memory, and I'm talking to maybe my children as well. Because my children will feel that they were born under a pastor's, in, in my, my father is a pastor and his salvation is good enough for me. No, you're joking. It's a decision that every individual must make. I'm making a roll call this morning for the rapture, pay attention. If in your memory you can't remember that's when I, 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 rem- I went to the altar. Somebody preached like this and I went to the altar and I said, Jesus, come into my life. I give you my life today so that on the day of rapture or on my last day, it will be my first day in heaven or my first day with you. Then you have given your life to Jesus. But here's what God was telling, showing me yesterday. A lot of people, you're born in a garage or you you parked yourself in a garage. If you enter your garage, you're not a car. If you go to visit the Queen Mary QE2 in the arbor, you're not a ship. If you're born into a Christian family, your name is not necessarily written there. It has to be, you must say, yes, Lord. So this morning, God told me to take a register of the church. I'm serious. If you have never, ever, you can't remember that you gave your life to Jesus. And you could be a Christian for 40 years. As a matter of fact, I'm a pastor. When I was going through this message, I can't remember when I said to Jesus, Jesus, I give you my life. Please write my name down in the Lamb's book of life. Because I grew up in Sunday school all my life. And it could be you too. Do you have a certainty with all with the essence of a surety that I gave my heart to Jesus, that in the next 24 hours if this rapture takes place you will know that your whole body will be lifted up I'm not even going to ask for eyes to be closed because we're all in one ship if you can't remember that you said the sinner's prayer you can be baptized you can be taking holy communion but if you, you have to make sure that you gave your life to Jesus this morning I'm going to lead a prayer and that we're going to make sure that if the rapture takes place in the next 24 hours, you will never be left alone. I know you hear this, uh, but this is not casual. And I'm not. I know this altar. This altar is going to be full. I declare this entire environment filled with the presence of God. God is here. If you've never. Given your life to Jesus. You can't remember when. Let's make double sure. And say, I give my life to Jesus. I want you to raise your hand as high as it can. Because the Bible says, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. My hands is raised too. I just want to make double sure. But if you that's you, you feel, I, I want to make sure this morning, I'm, it's as new senses in the spiritual realm, write my name down. Heavenly Father, this morning I pray, look upon us this morning. We are giving our lives to you. Oh God. I want you to say after me I'm going to lead you if if you really believe it say Dear Lord Jesus I recognize that I am a sinner for your word says and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God this morning let me not fall short of your glory voluntarily I confess my sin before you and I repent of it and I ask you today to come and dwell in my heart. Receive my invitation as I open up my heart for your indwelling. By your spirit, come and live inside of me. I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I give you my life, O oh God, purge me, cleanse me and make me whole by the blood of Jesus. Now Lord, write my name down in the Lamb's book of life as a citizen of heaven. That should your coming be shortly, I too will be caught up in the clouds of glory. I live for the rapture. I live for heaven. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, the weight of your glory.
1: Oh, the weight of his glory oh the wonder of his grace the power of salvation oh that only from the grave this hope is not empty and forever he will reign he won't be put to shame Oh.
0: hot this morning to speak about the alignment of the church and a pastor normally aligns his church the trajectory of the pathway of a church is set by the set man and this morning I feel that something happened in the spirit that the, the the focus of the church must go more towards the preparation of the church for the last days so we'll speak about it it needs to click in your spirit when we speak about that. But I want to say going forward that we cannot put anything on this altar that will cancel what we spoke about. He who has a year, let him year. That will be the abomination of desolation. Abomination of desolation. You cannot bring a pig's head and place it on this altar. It's going to be a way that we are going to go forward. There's going to be a very serious overtone of messages that will come from here. We've already started it post-COVID. There's no entertainment. If you like entertainment, then Playhouse is hope open. You can book a movie ticket and go for all of those things. But the house of God must be the house of God. When you come into church, have that in your mind that we are going to. Now listen to me. You can leave this place and you can walk by your own way. And you can walk but in your own way and walk right past the rapture. And then the next stop is Antichrist. If you didn't choose the Christ who was crucified on the cross, your next chapter of choice is going to be the Antichrist. And in your walking, if you're going to not walk circumspectly, you're going to walk right past the cross. You're going to walk right past the rapture. And your next stop, you may, you may make it again, but that's going to be very difficult because there's no grace. Now you have the, that, that freedom, that, that liberty of grace. Live in grace, but don't be a disgrace. You understand? And also, don't bring the abom- abomination of desolate. I, don't want, I didn't prepare it, but God is saying to me, tell the church. Don't walk with the abomination of desolation. You gave your life. You are prepared. Live for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Watch your friendships. I didn't have time. I'll maybe take it next week. Apostasy is the next next sign, Absalom, of there'll be a great falling away. There'll be a... Watch the friendship circle that you have that doesn't pull you away. Watch the passion levels that you have. If your passion levels is more for the things of this world, that's going to draw you away like a great hook. I'm preaching the next, but I I feel God telling me to tell you. You've made a choice. You've made a decision. It's just not, this is not, oh, I hear God saying, this is not a pinch of salt. This is a bucket of salt. This is a bucket of salt. you got to receive this. Not with a pin pinch of salt, but with a bucket of salt. When you leave this, this morning, give thought. What is pastor saying? What is the Holy Spirit? What is the things that I need to, how do I draw closer and live
1: for Jesus? Is that all right?